entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? Like many of us, I'm sure you're feeling it. Business is hard. Now more than ever, you need to have a plan to help your business not just survive, but thrive. I'm Marcia Reiner, a business strategist on a mission. I've helped tons of small business owners establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees sustainable profitability and guides your growth. I want to share strategies that I've earned and learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan. And I'm super excited to have a dear friend of mine, Vicki Johnson, with us today. Vicki's the founder of Accelerate, and she helps businesses experience the light bulb moments. Vicki is a self-managed training consultant with over 25 years of her career dedicated to professional training. She delivers excellent standards of soft skill communications in classroom training. But it is in her in-depth knowledge of customer service and business management that allows Vicki to provide an exceptionally high level of learning facilitation and consult consultancy, sorry, across a wide range of industries. As a result, she can develop a bespoke training and development programs that are customized to the client's exact requirements across a range of subjects. Now, I know you listeners are going to love her voice because Vicki is British and currently lives here in Southern California with her husband and daughter, and she is a self-confessed lifelong learner with a passion for helping others experience those light bulb moments with and achieve their own goals. Welcome to the Profit with a Plan podcast, Vicki. Hi. Hi. Thanks, Marcia. That was very nice. Very nice of you to read that out for me. Thank you. Sure. No problem. Well, it, it helps the it helps the listeners get an idea of who you're who you uh, who you are and what kind of impact you have. So I have a great question for you because we're going to talk about communication today. And I think that it's really important. So how does the way that we communicate impact the way we build relationships? Yeah, so um, communication is one of those things that we believe that we're quite good at mostly. We, most people talk to other people, we communicate with each other on a regular basis. So we think it's a natural skill that we're all born with. But actually, when it comes to building really great relationships with people, you need to consider how you go about communicating with people because often what we're communicating is our own vision, our own, what we call map of the world. Mm -hmm. So we talk to people from where we're coming from and not necessarily from where they are. And um, that, that can uh, make it the make or break of a relationship. I can imagine. Um, there's so many um, organizations out there that are trying, trying, and I use the word trying loosely, to teach um, how to communicate uh, with folks by using personality tests or things like that. That's not what you're talking about, right? No, not really. And I, there are so many personality tests out there, and I have done many of them in the past. Um, I think what can happen with those personality tests is that you discover more about who you are, and you don't necessarily discover about who the people are that you're speaking to. So where I come from is that I think we already know a lot about who we are and what makes us tick. I'm more interested in how do we connect with other people and find out how they tick and who they are. And that's where the light bulb moment comes for me because you suddenly realize that when you're talking to somebody else, it's more important to talk at their their language and and, and speak to them rather than speak from from yourself. So it's uh yeah, that's that's really what I do. I don't I don't 
really buy into a lot of these personality testing. I think it's useful personally to know what your strengths are and what your goals are. But for me, it's more about how do we understand other people? And that's that's what I love to do. I think that's the key to connecting. And, and a good communication is going to be where you're connecting with someone on such a deep level that they feel like you understand them. And, and the, the, the vice of that or the flip side of that is that they're understanding you as well, right? Yeah. yeah. And actually communication is measured on how it's received and not how it's sent. So, you know, I, I could sit here and talk all day long about stuff, um, but it actually the communication itself doesn't work unless you've understood what I've said. So that's how we should be measuring our communication. What have, what have they heard? Where, how have they connected with me and what did they understand about what I've said rather than, well, I've explained it well enough, so therefore you should understand. It doesn't yeah. work that way. Yeah, that's such a good point. And, and communication goes across many levels, whether you're communicating with, communicating with your spouse or children, which can be a challenge at times, or, or ideally when you're communicating with your, your prospects and your clients. So what are some of the things that we can do to improve our communication skills with our clients and family and friends? Well, children are out there. Children are out there. I'm still working on that. Trust me. (laughs) I'm really still working on that bit. It seems to be much easier dealing with clients and, and, uh, and customers, but the the key thing, uh, is actually to listen more. So Mm. we, we believe that Communication is about us speaking or us giving information. But in order for you to be really deeply connected with the person that you're talking to is to ask some really good questions and then to listen to the answer. And and it's about listening to understand rather than listen to reply. And we do that a lot in business. Yeah, it, it happens... Particularly, um, it's, it starts right from the interview stage where, you know, you're preparing an interview to recruit somebody or you're planning a conversation with your client and you list all of the things that you want to say and all the questions that you want to ask. And what happens is you get so wrapped up in that, that you ask the question and don't really listen to the answer because you're ready to like, okay, I've asked that question, tick. Now I need to ask the next question, tick. And we end up not really connecting with people. We just ask a list of questions and they might answer them, but we don't listen. We don't listen to, to the reply that we get. So that's a- interesting. So what are some of the skills that we can use to help us listen better um, besides paying attention, turning off all the distractions? But what, what are some of the tools that we can do to listen better? Well, one of the big tips is about getting feedback and that feedback could be verbally so we could ask somebody we could say to them um tell me tell me what I've just said or can you just explain to me your understanding of what I've just said to you or you could ask pertinent questions about the topic and and kind of check in with them and see if they've understood I love that you could ask some questions and you can also observe so body language is a massive part of how we communicate with each other. So if you're talking to somebody and they're kind of sitting back and going, not really sure, okay, and, and, and you're getting those vibes that they're not really understanding you, is to check in with that. And don't make assumptions. Don't make assumptions because somebody's got their arms crossed that they're bored, which is what 
we we do quite often right. think that it could be that they're cold or that could just be a comfortable way for them to sit while they're absorbing the information so check in on the body language from people uh, and just make sure that you've really got your points across and you may have to change the way that you're communicating that if they've not really understood uh, you might have to come at it from a different perspective sometimes and help them understand. And the other thing to look out for is like nothing. So if you don't get any feedback, crickets, <laughs> still feedback. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. So if you've given some people some information, particularly now that we're doing a lot of this online. And it's very easy for us to turn our cameras on and chat, chat, chat and send some slides out there and we don't get anything back. Mm -hmm. And really, if we're communicating with people, we should expect some form of reciprocal information coming back. Uh, and if you're not getting that, if you're not getting any responses either through the chat box or through the little thumbs up signs, all of those things that we can use now, then that's feedback for you that maybe you're not engaging your audience well mm. enough. Good point. Good point. Well, that was great. That was really great ideas about how to improve our listening and to get that feedback. So what are some of the other points that can improve our communication or skill sets that can improve our communication? So another aspect is, and it's, this is a tough one actually, but not being judgmental. And I know we all like to say, well, I'm, I'm not judgmental, but often we come at a conversation with our own perceptions and our own ideas and our own values. And that sometimes can stop us from hearing back from the other person. Or we hear what they say, but we kind of put it in a box and dis we make our own decisions about what they've said because we we're using our own judgment. So really mm. to connect with people again, it's remove remove that judgment and and just really try and listen to what they're saying and don't try and put it in a box. Don't try and justify why they've said something in a particular way. Just take it. And then you may want to question it afterwards and say, can you just explain why you would have said it in that way? Or I didn't really understand where that was coming from. Or so try, trying being as neutral as possible. And, that, it, and it's hard. It's hard. We all have our own values and our own ideas of what's right and what's wrong. I was going to say, that's got to be really a hard skill to have because, you know, when we've come onto a meeting and we're having a conversation with somebody, you know, we may have just had an argument with a partner or um, I just got off the phone with this, you know, person or even better, you know, I'm in this great mood because I just did something fabulous and the other person you know, maybe had hit every red light to get to the appointment having, and there's other stressors that do it. And that we or they have already had that judgment put in place to set the, the, the energy of the meeting. How do you calm that? How do you make that neutral besides just saying, oh, I have to be non-judgmental and, and be neutral? How can you how can you tone the meeting or bring it into a neutral feeling, especially if the other person is, is stressed? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I've, I've just recently done a lot of training with NLP, so neuro-linguistic programming. And a lot of the learning that's come from there is that we 
we re react to things with our unconscious mind. So we see something and we make a, a quick decision about it. And that's all done unconsciously quite often. And our unconscious mind holds on to lots of baggage. So if we have had something previously, so as you say, we've just got stuck at every set of lights, you know, we're running late, we fell out of bed in the morning and the toothpaste had run out, or, you know, all of those horrible things have happened. We've now got baggage and we take that baggage with us. So we should be practicing how to release that. And, and a lot of that is just you kind of, you know, I, I do a bit of meditation. I'm not saying everybody needs to meditate, but there is an aspect of just becoming more aware of your own self and saying, you know, I'm reacting to this because of what, what, what's just happened to me or where has that come from? Because that response is, you know, that, that's kind of come from somewhere and I need to figure out where that's, that's come from. So dealing with our own stuff helps us become non-judgmental with other people. You know, we, you see people reacting to things on Facebook and somebody political posts and all of that stuff that goes on and you know there are there are right and wrong ways of doing things but everybody has their own opinion and everybody has their own baggage so mm. just kind of taking that into consideration when we're dealing with people and communicating with people does help i love that that is so that is such a really valuable tip because something that that um i coach to in my practice, as well as I try and coach to my, you know, 25 year old daughter that's having challenges is that, you know, you can only control yourself. You can only control your own situation and your own actions. And by controlling and neutralizing your own baggage, I think it would change the, the, the situation or the energy and allow the other person to come down and mirror you. And therefore, calm down themselves, even though it's like you're, you're almost giving them permission by not being judgmental back at them and attacking them um, because they're snapping at you and you're not snapping back. You're, you're calming and, you know, letting them work through their own problem. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. Light bulb. Light bulb. See, I love that little tag. This is perfect. This is perfect stuff. You know, it's so important to learn, um, you know, right now, um, due to, you know, the situation we've been in, we've all been, you know, hunkered down in our, in our own little environments. But um, as we come back out and in years past, I mean, we've got to learn how to be a good steward of, of, of other people and, and ourselves when we're out in the, in the, in the public. And I think these are really good tips that I'm taking yeah. some big juicy ahas out of. So yeah. thank And you. I think especially now when we have had this global crisis really that's hit us and everybody will have reacted to that slightly differently so even with companies that are now saying to their staff okay it's time to come back to work maybe the kids are going back to school some people will be fine with that and other people won't be fine with that and we can't judge people for what's going on in it you know in their own um, map of the world you know how they see things so they may still feel that there's a risk um, and that they're not prepared to take it. We we kind of need to allow people time to go through that process. Uh, and it's difficult at work because you know we're, we're trying to we're trying to build businesses. We're trying to make revenue. We're trying to grow what we're doing. But actually, that 
the more you push people into doing things that they're not comfortable with, the more you'll lose them. It's mm. kind of better to to kind of allow them to come to the party. As long as, you know, you you put boundaries in place, and I'm not saying you should just let people sit at home and do nothing if, if that's what they want to do. There should be boundaries, but our jobs as leaders in, in any organisation is to really understand where that person's coming from and then work with them to help them figure out, you know, my thing about having light bulb moments, that's our job as a leader is to help people kind of say, okay, so what is really going on with you? And I'm not judging you. I'm asking you because I really care and I really want to know and I really want mm-hmm. to help you and allowing that communication to flow. And most people do want to do a good job. I do really believe that. I think most people don't want to go to work and hate every minute that they're there. They do want to do a good job. They want to be recognized for it, but they don't always get that. So it's about how, having those conversations with people and allowing them to feel that they're doing the right thing, you know, and, and some of those conversations I've coached people through letting people, letting team members leave their company because they're not happy. And, you know, they're trying to performance manage them. And I said, why don't you just ask them, do they still want to work with you in your company? And they're like, oh, can we do that? <laughs> yeah. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if they're not happy and you're not happy, then let's find a solution. And ideally that solution is that they stay with you and they progress and they develop and they come with you. But that's not always the case. And I think we need to be okay with that. That sometimes people just have to move on. I like it. These are such these are such valuable tips. So we've talked about um, listening. We've talked about being non-judgmental. Do you have a third tip for us to be able to communicate better? Yeah, I guess um, similar kind of lines, really. But one of the things we need to understand is that when we are communicating with people, there's lots of distractions and there's so much information coming at us that we can only take in so much information. So what happens is that we delete some stuff. So there have been many cases where two witnesses have seen the same, been in the same place, witnessed the same incident, and actually had two completely different perspectives of that. Because you can't take in everything. So you take in what makes sense to you. So we delete some stuff and we distort some stuff because we need to understand it needs to make sense to us. Mm-hmm. So if you're communicating a task to somebody in your team or you're communicating to a a potential client, then we need to consider that they will delete some of that information that we've given them and they'll distort some of that information. So just being aware that that's going to happen saves you from getting frustrated when you come, no, no, that's not what I said. That's not what I meant. This is, this is what I've told you to do, or this is the information I was giving you. Just be aware that they'll only take in a, a very small piece of information. So it's almost better to give smaller chunks and check in with those chunks Love rather it. than give tons of information and hope a few of the things drop. So just be more concise and then check in with that. Very, very, very valuable thing. I wrote down, so I've been taking notes through this whole process. And my number three was info overload. And I was thinking, you know, delete and distorted that they're doing that. But then as the communicator, why would I want to overwhelm somebody with way too much information? If you can imagine in a sales experience, you know, 
someone says, oh, I've got all this knowledge and I want to give you all this knowledge so you'll buy my product. Well, the customer doesn't want to hear the knowledge. They only want to hear what is going to solve their problem. And can you solve the problem? They don't need to know how. They need to know that you can. And sometimes we hurt ourselves by information overload. And and this was another great big, and I love your line. I'm going to keep stealing it, a light bulb moment because you know, I, I speak publicly and I, and I coach and, and I have to constantly go little bites, little bites. My mom used to say, you can't eat an elephant in one bite. So start at the tail, right. And eat the yucky part first and just bite your way through it. And I have to remember that when I'm, when I'm educating and, and advising and just communicating, even with my daughter that she doesn't want to hear all the crap. She just wants to hear the answer. Yeah. And my clients are the same way. I yeah, love that. Exactly. Yeah. So just yeah. thinking about what what is it that they need, what's going to make sense to them, because that's that's what they're going to receive. They have to if you think about the, the communication process, I say something, you have to then pick up the bits of that that make sense to you. Then you have to build a picture in your head. Well, what does that really mean to me? And then that's where you get the communication from. So all of this stuff's going on at the same time. And we can talk much quicker than we can listen as well. So if we're just blah, 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 here's all the information. They're just going to, you know, if you're lucky, they're going to grab a few bits and go, right, that that makes this picture. But they're never going to see the whole puzzle because they're only getting small pieces of information. Wow. Wow. So talk less, listen more, and don't be a, don't, don't judge anything on there. So I'm loving this. Um, so what else can you tell us that would be helpful as a communicator and even a communicate Did I say that right? Yes. To be able to <laughs> make it up words as we go here, um, as to, to be a more impactful uh, communicator. What, what can we do? What else can we do? So I guess the big thing is put yourself in somebody else's shoes Mm. uh, in both situations. So somebody's communicating to you, try and understand where they're coming from as well as when you're communicating to other people. And just, you know, ask questions. If if you don't understand something, then ask a question. And, you know, we have this, this weird human race thing where we are all out to help people. I want to help you. I'm going to help. I'm going to offer help. And, but we never ask for help. We never think that we need to be the one that asks for help. And sometimes in communication, we just need to say, look, this, this is too much for me. I'm not grasping everything that you're saying. Can we slow down? Can you give me time to think? Cause we, you know, we all process things in different ways and, and it, you know, for some people it takes you know, they, for, for me, I'm not, a, I'm not a numbers person. So I know that that's a great thing for you. For me, numbers are like floating around and people throw numbers at me. They're gone. I haven't, I just can't process that that quickly. So those are the kind of situations when you know where your strengths are, that's great, but know the areas that you might need to check in with people and just say, look, I need some help with this. Can you just clarify and, and just, you know, being honest with the stuff that we're good at and the stuff that we're not so good at is, is always, you know, going to help, help in every situation. I love it. And, and I think that that's something, um, I think that's really valuable because when you're, when you're, you're putting yourself in the other person's shoes and you're seeing that they're not a numbers person, you know, like, um, there are some people like to 
and I don't know where I heard this, but they said, um, I hear you, or I need to, um, I need to feel uh, the package or, you know, it's, there's different sensory yeah. skills that those type of people have that personality, whether it's auditory or, or, kinesthetic. um, kinesthetic yeah, or, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. is there any way to kind of beyond catching those words about the way that they speak? Is there any other way to kind of pick up on what type of person they are? Yeah, well, there is. And, and actually, those um, those cues that you get through people being visual or auditory or kinesthetic, um, you can see through people's eye movements, which is quite interesting. Um, oh, okay. If somebody, looks, yeah, if somebody looks up, then they're a visual person. So if you ask somebody a question and they kind of look up, then they're either remembering something in in a like they're remembering a picture of something that they've seen or they're constructing something in their mind's eye so they're a mm-hmm. visual person if they look to the side so their eyes go to the side then they're more auditory oh okay and then if they look down they're more kinesthetic so they're kind of they're you know they're going into themselves into their their body if you like and kind of how does that make me feel when so yeah so you can look at those things. Yeah. Interesting stuff. I know that, you know, I I I sit in front of a window often. My office and my my desks are always facing a window. And like when I'm thinking, I'll look up and I'll look around and everything. So I must be visual because it's that's important to me. But that's funny. That's that's I never really thought to look for those cues. So that'll be very helpful for our listeners to be able yeah. to pick up on cues because then you want to say, okay, um, if you are visual, so can you picture this? Let me, let me describe a picture to you. Or if you're audible, you could say it in a different manner or put it in a different way to them. And if it's in its kinesthetic, I know I'm yep. saying that wrong. Then you're going to say, so how does that make you feel? Right. Oh, I love this stuff. So it's putting it all together, you know, because anybody who's been in business or sales or any kind of thing has probably gone through some sort of training, but now to just stack it up in a way that just makes sense. is, is Yeah. And, and people don't realize they're doing it. So, you know, somebody's looking from side to side and you, and you, you pick that up and you say things like, um, I'm really interested to hear what you think think about that and what what's going through your mind at the moment what 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 are the words that are resonating with you right now so those kind of things they'll they'll pick up on it and 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 that's and that's about building rapport with people because suddenly they're oh you oh you've you've heard me you've understood me or if they're kinesthetic oh you feel me you you kind of you touched me with that so there's all these different languages that we can use and it's not about manipulating people it's about picking up on something that that's that's their map of the world. That's how they see things and feel things and hear things. So we should be trying to connect with them in those kind of ways as, as best as possible. Wow. This has been so great. I'm just, I, literally, I have a page and a half worth of notes sitting here on ideas and just things that we can, we can have these conversations even more. So um, this has been really great. Vicki, how can people get a hold of you? How can people learn more about this this way to communicate? So um, you can check me out on my website. So my website is Accelerate, and it's spelled a bit quirky. So it's E-X-E-L-O-R-A-T-E dot com. Uh, or you can um, check me out on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm on LinkedIn a lot. So I like to post things and connect with people through there. And again, it's you can just find me under Vicki Johnston. Um, and 
or you can email me at Vicky and my name is spelt quirky too so I'm a bit of a quirky speller um, so my, my name's spelt V-I-K-I and that's at accelerate E-X-E-L-O-R-A-T-E dot com so you can drop me an email and uh, you know I'd be happy to have a chat with you everybody that I make connection with and if a potential client I spend at least 30 minutes with them just connecting and seeing, you know, is this a relationship that is going to be beneficial? Is there something I can help you with? That's always a free introduction call. So if you want to find out a little bit more about what I can do, uh, or you want to know some more about communication skills, then just uh, connect with me either through my website or through my email, and I'd be happy to have a chat with you. And we can do it on Zoom. Love it. Yeah. Right. And, 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 you know, most people, I'm sure all the listeners are going to go, I can just listen to her voice forever. So that's wonderful. (laughs) We can, (laughs) we can, you can do that. And, and listeners don't worry because the, um, all Vicky's information will be in the podcast notes. And so that way you can, you can follow up with her. So this has been wonderful and incredibly valuable because I think with, even with all the unrest in the world, you know, if we can learn how to communicate, it's going to solve so many more problems. And, and just to feel it from the other person's, uh, other person's shoes. So thank you. This is wonderful. Okay. So listeners, I hope you found uh, an idea or two to put into your business that will help your business be more profitable. As you know, when you're communicating, that's how you're going to get sales and you're going to close more business. So this is, this is great stuff. So if you'd like to learn how to make sure that your business can not only survive or thrive, go check out my website. It's at failproofbiz.com. And there's great little six tips that you can use to help you increase your cash flow right now. And while you're there, I'm starting up a brand new six-day big profit strategy sprint. And you could use that to start jumpstarting your business and get your money working uh, a little bit more so you're making more profit. And Vicki and I would love to hear your feedback, comments, or ideas for future shows. Just comment in uh, the podcast and, um, you know, subscribe. We would love to have you uh, find out uh, more for next week's show. And as always, you can catch Profit With A Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. And we're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks, Vicki. Thanks. Take care. Bye.